Hi, this is Chris. And this is Almy. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Almy is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, March 3rd, and this is for March 3rd through March 9th. And we are coming to you this week on location from the great town or whatever it's called, the great area of Los Angeles called Toluca Lake. Um, so yeah, if we sound a little bit different, that's because we are recording in a house. This is what a house sounds like. Anyway, today the moon is in the upbeat sign of Sagittarius. The moon entered Sagittarius around 6 a.m. Pacific time yesterday, Saturday. So this weekend, it's all about the Sagittarius moon. So go out there and have experiences and explore and meet new people and find yourself in places you don't normally venture to. Laugh, be silly, dazzle people with your unique worldview and interesting hobbies and all those other things we associate with the sign of Sagittarius. You know, we're about halfway through Pisces season, and I hope you've been enjoying the mysticism Pisces brings to the table. Pisces has a strong connection to creativity and intuition, and it can also represent the end of a cycle. Things ending, things wearing out, or breaking down, or, or simply running their course. Pisces represents the end of the astrological calendar. Mm. The astrological year starts with the sign of Aries. Mm. So on Tuesday, March 19th, in a couple weeks, when the sun enters Aries and we have the spring equinox, we will start a new astrological year. Yeah, so at, over these next couple of weeks, if you are feeling a little sleepy, not as sharp as you normally feel. It's kind of the vibe out there as we continue through Pisces season and as we reach the end of the astrological calendar. Now, last week, I was feeling the heck out of that Sun-Saturn conjunction. I don't know about the rest of you out there, but that Sun-Saturn conjunction was exact on Wednesday, February 28th. Saturn is that planet that makes us get serious about things, really roll up our sleeves and get down to business. Mm. But Saturn can also make us feel incredibly heavy. We, we can feel the weight of the world on our shoulders. We know how difficult a Saturn return can be for people to experience that. And, and over the years, with my experience with Saturn, at least, I feel that when it's hitting me strongly, it's like you feel all this pressure and maybe no one in that particular moment is actually putting pressure on you. And it's not like there's a situation that's necessarily demanding anything from you in that moment, but it can feel like there is. Mm. And in those moments, it's like you feel this pressure, like I really need to take action. I need to make changes. But at the same time, you don't really know what that action is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's a weird feeling. <laughs> and at the same time, I find it's, you know, it's much easier to get down on yourself as well when you're dealing with anything Saturn-related because Saturn could be very, very critical. It can make you be more critical of yourself, more critical of others anytime you're dealing with a Saturn transit. Mm -hmm. It can also be a little more difficult to be hopeful and optimistic because Saturn makes us aware of boundaries and limitations. But Sagittarius is not particularly interested in boundaries or limitations. And as the moon continues to travel through Sagittarius today, March 3rd, the moon is actually very, very busy today. It's going to be connecting with seven planets and also one asteroid. Mm. The Sagittarius moon is going to be all over the place today as it connects with Saturn, Jupiter, the sun, 
Mars, Mercury, Uranus, Venus, and Chiron. There are a few squares in there that will cause some friction and make us feel passionate about one thing or another. Sextiles with Mars and Venus suggest those passions could actually be channeled productively and positively. A quincunx with Uranus suggests some impulsiveness. Mm. This is a real rock'em, sock'em, Sagittarius moon on Sunday. Oh, is it? it is. Yeah, the Sag moon can already make us feel restless, and it's going to be especially fired up on Sunday. Oh. Sunday's, Sunday's not going to be boring. Today. Yeah, Sunday's in today. Okay. Yeah. So today shouldn't should not be boring. You know, even if you plan on having a nice, relaxing day today. I do. Good. And of course, you know, we hope you do. We hope Almy has a nice, relaxing day. I sure hope you do too. Yeah, but there could <laughs> also be some additional activity that we might be working with as well okay. that we might need to. Um, accommodate into our relaxing day. We'll see. Um, But on top of the fun, but also potentially chaotic tone the Sagittarius moon brings to the table, Venus is squaring off with Uranus. And that aspect was exact at 5.15 a.m. Pacific time earlier today. And that square, that Venus-Uranus square, can cause some shakeups in relationships or partnerships. There could also be some surprises around finances. Mm. There could be abrupt endings, abrupt beginnings. You know, if you're in a solid partnership, there is nothing to be alarmed about here. But oh, good. Yeah, nothing. But this square could have us wanting to spice up a love relationship or bring some new excitement to it. Uranus likes new things. It likes different things. And when it forms a square with Venus... It wants to get Venus out of its comfort zone. So maybe do something unique or different with your partner today. The Sag Moon will definitely be encouraging that as well. And also watch out for flare-ups or arguments that could come from this square and try to keep things in perspective. But also be open to getting out of your comfort zone this mm. weekend because, like I said earlier, this is a real rock'em, sock'em weekend. A lot of that kind of energy out there. And another thing to note about this Venus-Uranus square is that Venus and Uranus are in mutual reception. And that means that Venus is in Uranus's home sign of Aquarius, mm. and Uranus is in Venus's home sign of Taurus. Mm. It's like they're like wearing each other's clothes. Yes. Yeah. Real Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. So that could make the square extra potent, potentially, but it's still noteworthy, and this square will be happening at 19 degrees. So if you have any planets in your birth chart that are in the fixed signs of Taurus, Aquarius, Scorpio or Leo that are at 19 degrees or around 19 degrees, you might feel this square more strongly. Almy, you have yeah. Mercury at 21 degrees, Scorpio. Oh. So Venus today is squaring your Mercury and Uranus is opposing your Mercury. It's not exact. It's two degrees off, but yeah. still enough to maybe feel a little bit of this fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the weekend. Monday, March 4th, the early part of this week could be a little quiet astrologically, Actually, the majority of this week could be a little quiet astrologically, which which sounds great to me because, at least for me personally, I have some things that I would like to accomplish this week and some work that I would like to get done. And I'm not seeing much in the way of interference from the planets, at least the first part of the week. So so that's nice. Mm. On Monday, March 4th, we start off the day with a moon-Neptune square. So we could be a little fuzzy Monday morning. Maybe we are spilling things in the kitchen when we're making breakfast. Maybe we need a little extra coffee to get going. Maybe we stub our toe on something, but it's sort of a clunky vibe to start the day mm. on Monday. The moon will then go void, of course, around 7.45 a.m. on Monday morning, so it could be a little tricky to connect with people, or there could be some misunderstandings at the beginning of the day, things that need to be clarified. Mm. The moon will then enter Capricorn around 1.15 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, 
And that's the time when we might feel we can finally start our day, ah. as the Capricorn moon is always down for some business and some achievement. The planet Mercury will sextile Uranus on Monday. It's a very active week for Uranus this week, and this Mercury-Uranus sextile could lead to some new way of communicating, a new approach to tackling a problem, a breakthrough in thought, maybe a message or some news that seemingly comes out of nowhere, oh. but maybe in a good way, oh. because, you know, a Mercury-Uranus sextile is a positive aspect. Could okay. be some kind of breakthrough in thought. So Monday, tomorrow could have a nice little breakthrough. Yeah, could be some electricity around communications in a good way. Okay. At least that's, that's what I'm telling people. That, yeah, a good way. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So more about this upcoming week shortly, but first yes. I'd like to transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Oh, As I mentioned me. at the top, Almy is a Scorpio. Mm. She has been a Scorpio her entire life. Mm. And every week I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. Word. Now, Almy, I have a yes. question written out for you here. Oh. I might transition, though, if that's okay. Because we watched a movie last night we about did. Monk. Oh. Oh, we did. The TV show Monk. And this movie came out maybe... December. Yeah, December last year. But they made a Monk movie, if you guys remember that show Monk. Elmy was... I'm not going to say you were a fan. I don't oh, like I put, was. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Then Elmy was definitely a fan of the Who show Monk. Who watches the Monk movie without being a fan of the show Monk? That would be a weird... Yeah, that would be weird. Just jump into the movie. So anyway, Elmy, as a Scorpio... What did you think about the Monk movie? Do you think uh, it was good? Do you think it did justice to the series? Yeah. Okay, okay. Monk does feel like a Scorpio show in some ways. For those who are not familiar, Monk was a TV show on the USA Network that came out in 2002, starring Tony Shalhoub as Detective Adrian Monk. He was, well, he wasn't currently a a detective. He was trying to get back on the force. What happened was after his wife was murdered, his OCD got very triggered and he was unable to function normally, so they brought him in as a a consultant, and he called his OCD a blessing and a curse because his attention to detail would help him solve mysteries and pick up on things that no one could see, and et cetera. Um, Okay, so yes, there's a movie that came out in early December, and you know, it basically felt like an extended episode of the show. They brought back the cast, it didn't really feel like a movie, but it was nice to see everyone. It, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it felt, it honestly didn't feel like one of the stronger Monk episodes. It, it, the mystery, the thing with Monk is that the show always shows you who did it. The mystery isn't figuring out who did it. It's And he's a homicide detective, so someone pretty much always dies. So it's not figuring out like who kills someone, but how they killed someone. It's, I think Columbo did something like that too, where it's a how done it. And I didn't feel that the how done it in the movie was usually the, it's a little more clever and you can't figure it out right away. So I guess this just really focused most on the characters. Again, it's so nice to see them. I love Tony Shalhoub. He plays Luigi in the Cars movies and you hear his voice when you go to Cars Land. So big fan. The mystery itself, though, not that great, and I thought it was really weird how a big portion of the movie focused on Monk planning to commit suicide. Mm. That was, like, very dark. Monk was very, very sad and and depressed in this episode, yeah. Which is not, like, you don't want to reunite the characters. I mean, it was, when the show left off, Monk was actually doing much, much better, 
But then they explained that when the pandemic happened, he backslid and it triggered his OCD even more. And that's why in the movie he's worse than when we left him. But that's kind of a downer. I get it, though. If Monk is if Monk has a total hold on his OCD, then I guess there's really no show, which is maybe problematic. I don't know that you could do a TV show like that today. But it was kind of sad to see Monk so sad. Like, mm, I don't yeah. want to see Tony Shalhoub planning to kill himself. Like, that's not... I, I can't handle when Tony Shalhoub is sad as a car. When he's like, <laughs> right. why is no one visiting Radiator <laughs> Springs? Like, I don't yeah. need to see him, like, literally planning. His, spoiler, he does not kill himself, which was a huge relief. <laughs> um, so it was, it was a bit of a weird movie in that sense. But I loved seeing all the characters come back. The actors are so great. Ted Levine... Stottlemyre, best known probably for playing Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. He's always so great. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I, I referred to it as an episode earlier, but I, I, it is a movie. But it, it basically feels like a long episode. Yeah, I just thought it was bizarre. I mean, uh, well, not bizarre, but it was an interesting choice in that they show it right at the top that Monk is the one who killed this guy. Mm. So then Monk is like putting together, how did no. I kill this guy? No, that's, uh, that'd be a great movie, though. That would it, have been interesting, yeah. but you don't want to see Monk be a murderer. Yeah, that would, that would be good. No, Although, you know what? I'm I team do, Monk. I do think they may have actually done an episode like that. Mm. But then he realizes he didn't actually kill anyone. I nice. feel like so they've already I, I don't done know. that. Yeah, I feel that like seems they like it'd be a fun done twist, some, right? Yeah, where he thinks that he he's the one that did it, and he's trying to reach it. Anyway, um, I thought it was entertaining. I didn't watch the series, but I, I know it was a great series. And Tony Schlub, I think, won the Emmy every year that it was on, or something. Like yeah, he won he, a boatload of a, awards yeah. for it. So, uh, but it was fun. It was a fun l- little movie to watch, and I got a kick out of it. That's good because if you hadn't seen the show and this was your first experience, uh, to be honest, I don't know if it would have been the best point of entry, yeah. right? I mean, I do feel like the episodes were so much more clever, but I am glad that you got something out of it. Me too, and thank you for introducing me to the world of Monk, and thank you also for like telling me who all the characters were as the movie went along, so that I was not. Lost. I felt like I'd known these people my entire life. <laughs> no, I mean that in a nice way. We're <laughs> giving me all their backstories and being like, oh, this person is this, does this, and did that, and blah, blah, blah. But no, that helped a lot. It was fun. So it was okay. a fun little movie night with my babes. Aww. So thank you, Almy, for sharing. Yeah. And that's going to conclude the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Woo. Yeah. So let's see what the rest of this week is doing. And I mean, I'm just kind of at a glance here, you know, Monday through Friday of this week, not a ton of stuff going on. Saturday is going to change that in a big way. But at least Monday through Friday is kind of quiet. You know, we're moving towards a new moon, a new moon in Pisces. Mm. So the the moon is going to be kind of, you know, sleepy and tired potentially this week. Some people like that energy, some people not so much, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a winding down kind of energy this week, I would say. So we talked about Monday, Tuesday, March 5th, the moon will continue to be in Capricorn all day, encouraging us to check things off our to-do list, be ambitious, be productive, get things done, take responsibility, you know, all those fun things. And the Capricorn moon is looking to be fairly happy on Tuesday. It's going to form nice aspects with Saturn, Mm. Jupiter, the sun, and Uranus. So Tuesday's looking pretty, you know, things could hopefully go swimmingly. Great. Uh, Wednesday, March 6th, the Capricorn moon will go void, of course, around 11.30 a.m. Pacific time after forming a sextile with Neptune. So Wednesday, March March 6th, could be a little foggy during the afternoon hours at least. 
And while we are having that void, of course, moon, it might be a little tricky to connect with people and get things done and, and be out there in the world. Anytime the moon is void, of course, that's usually a time more to plan things, to rehearse things. You're not necessarily doing things, but mm. you can still try, see what happens. Uh, the moon will enter Aquarius around 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday, and then social, social ability stuff will return with a bang. Aquarius moon loves socializing, loves being around people. The Aquarius moon will form a conjunction with Pluto, though, so that will bring some tension to things, and that's around 7 p.m. on Wednesday, and mm. that can last for a couple of hours. Thursday, March 7th, the moon will continue to be in Aquarius. Again, there's just not a ton uh, of, of things jumping out at me, like look out for this or look out for that. It's really just the moon connecting with planets and the moon aspects. You know, those only last for about two, three hours as the moon zips along pretty quickly. One thing to point out on Thursday, March 7th, is that the moon will form a conjunction with Mars, and that can fire up our emotions, make us a little passionate or a lot passionate. Mm. And, you know, an Aquarius moon, Aquarius energy in general likes to detach. It doesn't um, like to lead with emotion. It prefers to be more even keeled. But with the Aquarius moon conjuncting Mars, Mars is that thing that just our, our actions are, are, can take over, our emotions can take over or passions can be driving the ship all of a sudden. So watch out for that. You could be feeling a little, uh, you know, not emotionally unstable, but just more a little more emotionally, um, more of an emotional spark on Thursday for okay. sure. Okay. Now as we get into Friday, March 8th, the again, we're going to have another long void of course moon. The moon will go void of course around 11 a.m. on Friday, March 8th. So, and it won't enter Pisces until 5 p.m., Friday is one of those days where it's like, man, I uh, if you have like detail work to do, this might not be the best day for it. If you can push that kind of stuff until the next week, that might be better. But once we get into Friday, yeah, this the Piscean energy is just going to take over like you would not believe, or maybe mm. you would believe. It's not it's not that big of a deal. But um, but the Moon landed Pisces around five p.m. on Friday, March eighth. Also during the day on Friday is that Mercury, the planet of communication, is going to form a conjunction with Neptune, the planet that dissolves things and and makes us more intuitive, but also can kind of confuse things and oh. and, and put a fog over things. So communications on Friday could be. Yeah, just uh, not, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, you might have a little trouble understanding or there could be some misunderstandings, all that fun stuff. It's also going to be the last full day that Mercury is in Pisces. And Mercury has been in Pisces since February 23rd. And it seems like it's been in Pisces a lot longer than that. At, at the end of the day, February 23rd, that's only been about 10 days or something mm -hmm. like that. But Mercury, when it's in Pisces, they say that, that it's in um this Mercury is in the sign of both its fall and its detriment when it's mm, in Pisces. It just great. does not do well there. Pisces is just not a verbal sign. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. I mean, mm -hmm. Pisces people can be very verbal, of mm -hmm. course, but Piscean energy in general is not about words. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. It's about intuition. It's about kind of like having that, like, it's a bad reference, but like the movie The Shining, where you just, you kind of <laughs> intuitively, you're on the same wavelength with someone. You kind of look at someone and nod and be like, yeah, you get it. We don't necessarily need to, to have words. Um, so that's Friday. Friday could be a little bit tricky. I mean, again, great for creativity. This Mercury-Neptune conjunction could make us feel especially spiritual. And, you know, communicating matters from the heart on Friday, communicating emotions on Friday. It could be a good day for that. Okay. But for like signing contracts or, or you know, figuring out the 
legal wording in a will or something. I don't know if it's great for that on Friday. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, and then Saturday. Now, Saturday is the big day where I mentioned um, the, the first part of the week or the majority of the week going to be kind of sleepy and quiet. That changes in a hurry on Saturday, March 9th. Our friend, the planet Uranus, is back in action on Saturday. Uranus is going to form a square with Mars. So Mars and Uranus, both of those planets can be incredibly impulsive. Mm. And they're going to be forming this tense square on Saturday. It's exact around 3 p.m. Pacific time. So watch out. Just try not to do anything out of anger. I mean, the rest of, the, of your life, sure, do everything out of anger, I guess. <laughs> but try not to do it out of anger, especially on Saturday, because there could be some potential for, you know, accidents oh. or things not going the way you think they will. You know, Mars is that, you know, put, the, put your foot on the pedal and let's just drive as fast as we can. Uranus, though, it represents unexpected things, surprises, things coming out of nowhere, things that, you know, could be in Mars's blind spot, so to speak. So trying to force the issue like Mars usually tries to do, it could, um, things could go unexpectedly because of that Uranus square. Okay. So watch out for that. Um, and then also Uranus is going to form a sextile with the sun. That's a much more positive aspect involving Uranus. And that could be us just simply embracing that side of ourselves that's a little more eccentric and being proud of that and being proud of like, okay, these are the things that I do or the things I believe in that don't, you know, are, are, aren't, don't really fit in with the norm mm. and, and being okay with that, being more fashionable, being more wearing something a little electric, showing off your fashion sense, your style, you know, mm. it's all about being proud to be you, I would say, with that sun, Uranus, sextile. So that's a good thing that Uranus is bringing to the table as well. And then Mercury is going to enter Aries on Saturday, March 9th. And Mercury entering Aries, all of a sudden Mercury is going to become very blunt. I mean, Aries energy is very literal and it will tell you what it's thinking and it will be much more upfront about things than than Mercury has been when it's in Pisces. You know, mm. Mercury in Aries is just going to tell you everything, and you know it can be more confrontational for sure, and all those things. But at least words will be returning to to Mercury. At least things will be a little more stronger there, so to speak. And then Mercury is going to be in Aries for quite a while, uh, mm. two and a half months actually. Wow. Usually, uh, Mercury stays in a sign for about three to four weeks. But anytime a retrograde happens, it stays in that sign or can even backtrack into another sign. Mm. But in this case, Mercury is going to enter Aries and it's going to stay in Aries until May 15th. Wow. Our next Mercury retrograde, if you want to mark it on your calendar, is coming up on April 1st. Oh, right. Yeah. The April Fool's retrograde. April Fool's retrograde of 2024. So, yeah, um, this week could end with a bang. Uh, and then just a quick look ahead to the next week. Uh, next week, we're going to have a new moon in Pisces on Sunday, March 10th. Mm. And then Venus will enter Pisces on Monday, March 11th. And Venus is actually exalted in Pisces. Uh, just as how I said, Mercury is not comfortable when it's in Pisces. Venus actually loves being in Pisces. Mm. So there you go. So that's the week ahead. Thank you as always for listening. We love you. And Almy, if you're up for it, I think she's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. I'm up for it. Are you up for it? Let's take some deep breaths. First, get into a comfortable position, sitting down or lying down, whatever feels good for you to take these deep breaths and just kind of get a little centered for the rest of the day. And I like to start by releasing the tension that I may be carrying, especially in my face. 
So unfurrow your brows and release the tension in your forehead. And go down your face and just unclench your jaw and release tension there. Travel down to your neck and to your shoulders and release the tension you are carrying. And if you would like to close your eyes while we take our three deep breaths, you may do so now. Let's take that first slow deep breath in and out. In, out. Deep breath in and out. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening, and thank you for following us on Instagram at Something About Astrology and on TikTok at Something About Astrology underscore. We so appreciate your support. Please feel free to DM us any astrology questions, and we will talk to you again soon. Have a great weekend and week.